Welcome to Ciao Bella, hosted by yours truly, Erica Firpo, travel journalist based in Rome. Each week on Ciao Bella, I explore today's Italy, speaking with artisans, designers, hoteliers, architects, artists, Parmesan makers, in other words, the creators who are making the Italy that you love. So sit back and join in. Welcome back to Ciao Bella. This is Erica, and today I am sitting in the very colorful apartment of one half of Raw Dulac, which is a creative duo that I'm going to actually let Marco explain exactly what it is, but I'm here with Marco Kinlock. Am I pronouncing your last name correctly? Yeah. Oh, good. That's excellent. So that's the the, the Scottish side, and the, the Italian side is really easy for me to pronounce. Um, welcome. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Well, I'd love to talk to you about... Exa- First, I think we need to give everybody just the, the basic story of what is Rodulac. And first, I, I, and also I want to just let everybody know, um, I'm talking to an artist. So. Where is he? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean, well, thanks for that. I mean, I don't know if that's the way. I'm, I'm, I just do drawings. That's all I do. I don't, I don't think of myself that way. But thanks for that. And uh, yes, so Rodulac, it's, it's French for king of the lake. It's as simple as that. And king of the lake, it's what Kinloch, my surname, would mean. Kin Kinloch. Loch is Scottish ah. for lake. It's not so like fan it's not so fancy. it's actually I think it's a, like a geographical thing. It means the the rock, the biggest rock of the of the of the lake, I guess. I'm not even sure. But I, I couldn't use Kinloch because I the people that you know registered a trademark long time before me for kilts. I don't know. We don't know why, but they registered in in the U.S. and Japan and everywhere. Oh, wow. So I guess they sell kilts a lot. I the know Kinlock lot. kilts. The Kinlock kilts. They're called Kinlock Anderson. So long story short, I can't use that name. So I thought, well, you know, and I know it's Italian. I'm Italian, but the Italian version was like too didn't just sound as well as sound as good. And so we decided to go for the French and and so Antea who is my business partner and also the part of this creative duo you're talking about is um, uh, she grew up speaking French, so somehow it made French because she grew up in Morocco. So, and she, well, from what I understand, both of you guys have together. She grew up in Morocco, but she's lived all over as well as you. Is that correct? I know there has been Morocco, some Sicily. Well, she she has. I I haven't. No, she has, and since she was like she was born in Switzerland. Went to Malaysia for a few, for a few, for some time. I don't know how long. And then she went to Sicily, and then went to Morocco, then went to Germany. So it was like she grew up all over the place. Yes. Collecting languages. Yeah, she speaks a, tons of lang- tons of languages. Yes. Where did you grow up? I grew up in the Veneto, like in the countryside outside of Venice. Ah. Yeah, so just very simple con- countryside, con- con- but little town. I'm a, I'm a little town boy. And I'm just simple. And you were just a little town boy who liked drawing. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> yes, I guess so. Well, you know what? Let me just tell people what I think when I say you're an artist. I mean, I, I, I've known because I, I live in your neighborhood. And as I was saying earlier, I, every time I walk through Piazza Navona and I head home, this little piazza is my shortcut. And I kept seeing this little studio space and I'd peek my head in and nobody was there because usually it was about eight o'clock in the morning after I dropped my daughter off at school and I'd peek in and peek in and I saw the name Rajulak and I was like what, what is this I saw beautiful fabrics so I googled you guys and I came across Ante Aleata and Marco Kinlock <laughs> and I saw this thing watercolor it jumped out at me my mom's a watercolor artist so I started noticing I started looking and um, I know it's home decor but these are beautiful drawings Beautiful fan, not, not even fantasy drawings. Some of them are very, they're floral or a lot of fauna, very, very beautifully detailed drawings that you've then transported into fabric design and home decor. Is that the best way to describe it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not like just something, just like well, the reason why I, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm making it already too, too difficult. I, I, I just like to me, an artist is just like, it's something uh, I just don't feel that way because I feel artists have tried to come to, 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 you know, 
send a met give a met a, a, you know translate a message into their work they sometimes they, they they study very hard to to get to where they are they there's a lot of work behind a lot of concept and I'm not saying we don't do that but I want to keep my job for what it is I'm a, I I'm more like an I mean I try to uh, I do fabrics for home and or for clothing and I do wallpapers which is decorations for something to enjoy it's not something so and in, so intellectual so complicated so so I don't you know I, I, I don't take myself seriously enough to think of myself as an artist you know just like and I'm not trained to be one I just like I happen to be good enough for drawing and have a, a bit of sense of color and just like you know I just started doing it and actually I ended up and that's also one thing that I ended up doing this now it there's a there's an internal expression I like a lot, which is fuoco sacro, which is my sacred uh, fire, which is what which is what the way Italians name that thing you have in your heart that you know that you want your passion that you want to do. You have your fuoco sacro, meaning you want to be an actor, you want to be a singer, you want to be a chef, you want to be that you know what you want to be. I never had that. I literally happened to, to do this. It just happened. And then it became, now I think, I love my job, I love what I do, and I do, I try to do it the best I can, and, you know, I try to get better what I do every day, but it never felt like, oh, and people say, oh, I couldn't, you know, I could live without this job. I mean, I literally could, you know, I, I could live on, on, on a beach and do nothing all day. I, I mean, I actually would do it if I could. So it's not a, it's not that kind of guy that, oh, I couldn't live if I didn't do this. No, I could. But I love what I do, and it's very I'm I, I'm very fortunate in that in that in that respect. But it's just like that's the difference. That's why I don't feel myself like an artist, especially because you know I'm again I'm not trained to be one, and I just do my best. Well, let's talk about what you do. So the company you and Antea started in 2016. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean yes and no in a sense. In 2016, it was the, at the end of 2016 we started. We came up with the name, and then in 2017 we developed this home line based on what and paper on paper wallpapers and fabrics for the house which <laughs> didn't actually sell very well so it wasn't actually a great success and I and we need the money and then my my crazy I love him but he's crazy a Israeli American agent in New York said oh you guys have to do clothing and I was like oh god but I didn't I didn't know what how big the whole god should have been at the time because <laughs> doing clothing I mean going back oh my god but anyway, we he was right in the sense that people reacted to it immediately, and you know we we had the first the Fifth Avenue window burdoffs, like with the first season, and now we sell at Saks, we sell all across the U.S., we in Japan, in Korea, you know, in Belgium. We, that for being like at the end of the day, we've been around doing clothing for less than two years, and and we've been, and we landed in stores only a year ago. So it's so, it's been very short, but we're doing very good, very so, well. So the clothing is. Um, can you describe a little bit about what it is? It's it's your designs that have then been transferred to, the digitally transferred, I guess, into prints. Okay, so now that I'm going to tell you why I think this works and how it works, you're going to say, <laughs> oh, he thinks of himself like an artist. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's going to be okay. He does it. Oh, don't. don't, don't. So yes. Okay. No. So because I have to sound very arrogant, which I am, but I try to pre not, pretend not to be. Um, so, what's special? Of, what's special about us is just that we. Um, I think I came to realize really. Because I had, like, uh, by talking to people that were in business much longer than me and, and were just, like, being successful in the business because I realized that talking with, uh, you know, customers and so forth. And that for some reason, I, I, I found that there are two ingre three ingredients for prints. I mean, we're a print company, so we do, we're not about the bodies, the, the shapes, the, the we're just about the prints, the fabrics. So you don't come to us to get a white T-shirt or a white trousers. It's not <laughs> us. Just, you know, go somewhere else. But if you want a nice printed silk blouse, we are the guys you're looking for. Why is that? Because I think there are two, three ingredients to make um, prints. And they are colors, heritage, and story. What, the, how the, what do I mean? Well, color is simple. You, know, you need to be able to kind of combine colors. And I think that, to be honest, uh, my, this, uh, this duality from being half Brit and half... Italian helped me out in that because 
uh, I think the Brits always have a way in colors. Like they, you know, you know, and I am kind of like an old English aunt, you know, like I need to have my sofa with my, with my lamps, my tea, my biscuits, uh, and I need to have the, the carpet and you have to be, co- it has to be cozy and you have to sit down. I mean, I'm not like, you know, I'm, I'm the typical Italian matcher, as you can see. But, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are you laughing? <laughs> it's not, so anyway. You're so charming. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So I have that. So I guess that 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 it's that's that is it's done. Uh, story. I mean, I realize for some reason that the prints need to make sense, even if you don't know why they have to make sense. So that we basically what we normally do, we cho- we choose what, like a destination. So it could be Japan, it could be Mexico, it could be whatever, and we we choose a subject within within the place we're going to. Um, like with the season we're selling right now, not in the store. The, the, the season in the stores is now Mexico, and through the eyes of Diego Rivera, meaning we um, we took Diego Rivera had studied a lot of the connection, the flowers in Precortez, Mexico. So especially the big, the white big lilies that he was uh, the symbolism of these flowers. And he did an amazing job. I mean, I don't want to even go into it because if there's any art historian there that's going to listen to us, like, what, the, uh, what is this dude <laughs> talking about? What does he know? No, I know nothing. But anyway, we try to 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 we we try to make a little bit of research. I don't want to make it sound as if we had a team because it's just me and Wikipedia. So it's not like we go to the best librarians in the world. But you know, we try to do a little bit of research. I, mean, I know, I do, I love Wikipedia, to be honest, I so love it, but I mean, I know, I, I'm not like this, but I, I guess that people that do things, I mean, bet in a more professional way, but I'm not an story. I'm not a, no art historian here, I'm just like, but I try to connect the dots, like, so if I'm doing Mexico and I'm doing Mexican with the Rivera, I want to, I want to develop something that makes sense from, 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 from flowers, I, no, from, the, because we're not, obviously we're a print company and we need to sell, so you're always going to find in, in our in every collection we do animals or we're going to find flowers you're going to find always something that is somehow easy to wear you're not just gonna you're not just going around with a with a communist manifesto on your on your, on your chest it's just not that's not what that's not the kind of guys we are third and that's and that's anyway so it has to make sense story-wise storytelling of the of, of the print can i ask a quick yeah. question does this mean then so you does it, does it then mean you're you know you're, you're doing this wikipedia research this this very in-depth art historical research um, I'm teasing. Um, and, no, and, and, and you're translating it into a drawing. That's then... what I, that's what we tried to do. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So that's it's what... your drawings. It's my drawing because I watercolor them. Mm-hmm. It's everything seen through my eyes because that's yeah. Just because I'm we don't have anybody else to pay right now. So <laughs> no, just because it's my hand. Because somehow I also found out that the fact that I'm a naive painter because I'm not professionally trained as an artist, oh. and the fact that it, it's it becomes very graphic. It becomes it's good enough. But it's graphic, which makes it for fabrics very nice. Ah, because okay. if you try to have something very detailed, very well done on fabrics, it doesn't look as good. I don't know why. I don't ask me why. And that's where we get to the last thing, which is heritage. What I mean by heritage, I mean by taste. It's the kind of like the background, the um, that that makes your the make the develop your taste into something that is just right for what you're doing. What so this is going to sound so snobbish. So, but what I'm trying to say is that I, I, I was fortunate enough to grow up in Italy and to have, to be surrounded by beautiful things and, and to live in beautiful places and so forth. So I can actually relate to my customer in a way that I can, I know I can produce a product that I would like to wear and how I would like to make it. It's not that I'm doing something totally, uh, you know, out of like what I'm. So, in fact, to my as far as I know, uh, it's very easy to find that kind of like in terms of original prints. I'm talking, is like it's very easy to find that in brands that are more like focused on streetwear or contemporary ah. artists because that's they combine the three things. They combine color. They combine. Um, Heritage, because they were expressed the world I come from, and also the storytelling. You know, that's very easy for me to find original prints that make sense in very cool designs. The very like more again. I mean, I don't know if, even if streetwear is the right word, but you uh-huh. get what I'm trying to say. I do. But uh, since we do like kind of classical prints, I mean, with the very original, but they're also like more, they're more like Hermes kind of girl, uh-huh. like more putschy, like more ethro, more like kind of that kind of woman, more than. 
than a than an off white or you know vetement or whatever kind of brand. We definitely, and I think we can express the heritage of that brand. So to be honest, although we're we're really tiny, tiny little brand, I think of the um, we in terms of original fabrics and quantity of fabrics we produce every season, we are extremely special, and I think that's why people are reacting to us so well. Well, is it? I think isn't something else that adds the special specialness to the mix is uh, the fact that you're not just you're not just designing everything and it's not just the three things story heritage and color there's also the, the fact that you're making it here um, it's is it entirely Italy made from what I understand it is um, I, I understand it's a, a big thing, especially as you talk about it. it. To me, it's not, to be honest. I'm not like an Italian-made fan. Okay. Like, in a sense, I do believe in Italian-made, but I'm, I, to be honest in that, I want to be extremely politically correct saying this, but I believe in world-made, in a sense that I, I do Italian because I'm Italian, I'm in here. But if I... If sometimes I find people that do things well and, and specific, specific things well, I like to do them with them. Like, example, I found there's a specific thing. I have been working with these guys for quite some time. One of the fabrics we all... Because we translate our prints in different ways. We don't only print them. We also do jacquard, which is woven fabric. Right. Which, is, which we do embroideries. We do a lot of things just to translate our, our designs. And like this, I can think of this Greek... Greek guys we've worked with that make a very specific traditional Greek way of doing a fabric, which is almost like embroidered, and it's a traditional Greek uh, type of fabric, and we like working with them. Um, or there's um, or there's a guy in China that does one of the fabrics in a specific way. We've worked with him from time to time. Then obviously, or Turkey also. Then obviously, and then that's like I guess that's ten percent of what we do, and it all comes to Italy where it's actually manufactured afterwards. Okay. And yes, it is Italian made, but I. Although I like to defend made in Italy, to be honest, I also like. I think it, I, th I think we're past that. I mean, I think we're just like well, what the world is. What what's needed now is just well made, to be honest. Well made, and not only well made in terms of, and that's why I also like to think that's where we were going. Not only well made in terms of like quality of the product, but also quality of the production. So, we opened our own factory outside of Milan. We hired everybody with the work for us. Our seamstresses are hired, they get their holidays. We go crazy for that because they kind of want to go on holiday and we're just like, what? You know, but, but you know, we just, you know, we do, which is like, sounds like normal, but it's just not normal in, in it. In Italy, it almost is, but like still, even in Italy, a lot of people are just like, there's a lot of black work and so far and so forth. Like under the, what we call under the table. Under yeah. the table, yes. And so, yeah, so, um, and also, so it's not even, and there's not China and India. It's like, it's it's done in a way that everybody, you know, it's that's it's a it's done nicely. It should, like we train the people that work with us. We we train ourselves. I mean, I went to learn how to do some of the. I mean, I cannot sew because so because I'm just I'm, I'm I'm useless. But I I I did go to learn how to to cut fabric and you know and and do stuff because I wanted to know what to how to talk to the people that were working with us. So I think that's to me that is that is all very important. Quick question: When you guys first started out, because it wasn't it wasn't fab was it was it fabrics was it was it um wa the wall the beautiful wallpaper that I see when you first started out or? Well, I, well I um it was a wallpaper at the beginning, but I I came before I the reason why we did this because I. I, I, I had an I had a smaller company, another company with another partner that I sold back to him before then, and we were doing accessories, so scarves and ties. Uh -huh. I mean, print and silk has always been my thing, like forte. So, so if I think of what I do, is I print silk, like cotton, linen, uh, jacquard woven fabrics, uh, wallpapers, everything is just like a consequence to me of, of printing of and silk. silk. Like to me, like if I think of what of what what I am. Professionally, professionally would be like I do silk. Oh. So where and you know and then, but in the day I can do anything because you know we print now we print on ceramics we print on plastic we print on yeah, we I, print on glass we print on, you know we print on anything it's just like. Cause it's, I know I know in Rome that there's because I know it's I know that you guys are all over the world and you're quite popular in the United States you were saying Bergdorf's. Um, and if you want, I'd love to, if you want to just quickly list some of the places that you are in the U.S. Oh, gosh. 
and I'm gonna make I'm go I'm gonna hurt some clients, some good customers. I don't remember the name of their stores. So that's that's a, that's such a good. Okay. Point. So anyway, it would be like Saks, Birdoffs, um. Then we have like Forty Five Ten, Mohawk General. Um, you're in Houston. Uh, you're in uh, on the East Coast, yeah, the West Coast, the South. Yeah, we're just with Charleston, Houston, um, uh, uh, Joseph's in um. I think is the Joseph's they are in New Orleans. And Memphis, Memphis and Lansky Brothers. We did a special collaboration with Lansky Brothers because they had the rights to the image of Elvis Presley. So oh. we did this collection all based, and it had to be accepted by the committee that they actually accept the fact that the way interpreted the image of Elvis Presley. And we did this all Elvis Presley uh, kind of uh, collection. It's been sold right now in uh, Lansky Brothers, and it's Memphis, right? Elvis, yes, yeah, it's yeah, Memphis. And. Oh, that's so interesting. I didn't know about that. Yeah, I, know, well, I, know I mean, we Pompeii, do a lot. I saw, I saw the, the Diego. Oh, that's inter- that's very Well, good. because that's the point. Um, I can, you know, I can do, I, I, I try, I can basically do anything when it comes to, in terms of drawing. I mean, I, I draw. It just, it's a, you need a piece, of, that's the good thing about drawing. You just need a piece of paper and a, and a pencil, and that's it. So, and honestly, I, can I say can can I say swear words and you no? You can say a swear word. Yes. I mean, I'm a, I'm a kind of a slut. That's that's that's. That's not even a swear word. Yeah. Okay. It's not. It. I mean, it's just like I'm a, I'm a bit I'm a bit of a slut. So you know, if they pay me, you know, there there was one woman walking up to me one day says, oh, because they, you know, they literally in the U.S. they do these trunk shows and they sit me on a table and they make me draw in front of the customers to see oh like almost like a little monkey to say like oh look look how this guy's there with this fabric all remade this comes from, he came from Italy right? and it's like you almost like think, think like anthropological museum people are like oh wow is it doing that really move, yeah. he moves ah. and then a woman walks in and says can you do my dog and I was like oh god not the dog again and it's like I said you know because you know I love dogs don't get me wrong so you could but, do my dog I can no no <laughs> no because there's one thing one thing is to love dogs one thing is, but I think I'm allowed to hate dog lovers. I have a dog. I love my dog. But, I, you know, the way people that love their dogs talk about the dogs, mm. it's just like, you know, every time I, I ended up drawing someone, I was like, don't you see? The, the, those are not the eyes. That's not the look she has. It's like, it's a dog. I don't know. How am I supposed? I'm not a portrait artist. And just like, I'm not an artist at all. Just go to, go, go to Venice in the piazza and do your dog. So anyway, she was very nice anyway. So I ended up doing a pillow for the dog because she liked the dog I did. It was, it, the, the eyes looked right. So I'm always afraid with that. But anyway, I do anything people ask me. I don't, I don't really care. I just enjoy doing it. I just, and obviously, obviously I, then I redo it the way I think it's right. And I try to find a compromise. But I don't actually, I just, you know, I just want to make my client happy. So I, I do a lot of like collaborations and special uh thing that could go from one literally one client call in and say I want a shirt design for me or to like a store that wants a special collaboration or a collection for like I do that a lot in Japan so Japanese oh, cool. Jap- yeah Japanese never like my things they always like mm, they know they're just they're, just, they're always Jap- they're very Japanese about it and it's just like they always hate it whatever I do but then they love the way I do it so they always ask me to do it something for them I was they always are very happy at the end so they they, they like select 10 types of different things um, and like Hermes scarves or whatever like to get me an idea of what they kind of the thing they like and then they say can you do this but developing this kind of concept and so that's and then I start working and we exchange emails through the for our agent and you know and we try to understand each other and, and then at the end of the day we have the product that they want with a collection made for them. So, you know Elvis was the same. Like I, I while I was drawing I Elvis I'd love to see this Elvis. No, line. but like <laughs> Something I always ask not to do portraits. Like I'm not, a, I'm don't, I can't do that. I'm not good at that. Obviously, they wanted to do Elvis face, so I, I didn't know how to do Elvis face. One thing is to do like I'm, you know, I could do the house, like the Graceland and so forth, but like the face. And actually, I had to do it twice before the committee accepted it because they wanted obviously they wanted the face, like they wanted a shirt with but the wait, face. But wait, out of curiosity, which Elvis? Like young, good-looking Elvis, or like lamb chop, sideburn, old, paunchy Elvis? You know, in the unitard outfit. Okay, 
you sound like the person I was thinking about in a sense that I, while I was doing this, I hardly knew who Elvis was, to be honest. And I was like, and I knew people just go crazy about Elvis. So I was like, there must be a kid out there in the world that would just die to be in my shoes right now. Uh, probably. <laughs> and design Elvis' face. And I'm just like hating every minute of it. Because, no, the thing was that the landscape people were so amazing. It was so lovely. They're just like, they, they were so encouraging and they loved what I did. I said, oh, you can do it. And, they were very helpful. So they made it possible for me. I was hating every moment. I was so terrified, to be honest, because I, but they were very nice. And they were like, they were happy with the result. And it went well. It was, it was a good experience. And it, it made me love Elvis in the end, which was good. But I was terrified. At the beginning, I was terrified. What, um, would that be like the, the entire range? Because I know you do women's dresses, women's clothing, and then the homeware. So would the Elvis collaboration the, the, be the, like the, ev everything? No, the Elvis was men's bold, men's and women boating shirts. I don't even yeah. know what boating shirts are. Because, I mean, I guess boating shirts are shirts to go bowling. That's the idea. They're but like I think that, shirts, yeah, right? they're just like short sleeves. Like, the, the I guess the neck is like open. They're nice. Yeah. Very nice cut. They're very nice. I mean, I didn't consider specifically boating shirts, but that's what they're called. I mean, that's what my agent calls them. Which, which did you do them on silk or was that silk cotton? I think we were all cotton then. They came out nice. Yeah, I want to yeah. see them. That sounds they, very they, they, they like, came unexpected out, from you. They, but they came out very cool actually. I mean, I think they did. I honestly, but you should go on Lansky Brothers. They're an amazing story. Just I think they have them. I don't know if they have them online, but I think they definitely have them. So it's uh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad it's, it's you know we did. Um, so like I kind of use the same idea of print on every season. I change it. So one of the things I always do is a kind of camo, kind of camouflage. Mm -hmm. Normally it's done with animals. So I like I, I turn, you know, I turn. I use very animals that I uh, just own, and that they become a cam, a camo, like a camouflage. Ah. So like for Elvis, we did a, we used it, the the shape of his like of his car, which was like. A, Oh gosh, the cry. What was the car? The famous is pink car. What's the brand? Uh, Elvis, but um, Chevrolet. I I, I don't read. No I don't. I have no idea. Anyway, Elvis had this. I just know there's old and young Elvis. That's all. I mean, Elvis has this amazing pink car. It was very like it was. So we 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 I, I, I drew the pink car, and then we made it into like different colors, and we made a camouflage with with the with the with the shape of his car. That was one of the. Sh and then we had like this. Elvis face and Elvis dancing, but like uh, as if it was a sketch, like a quick sketch. And then it was uh, like, and we did another shirt with those on Elvis microphone. They came out nice. They came out real nice. That's very cool. So uh, can I ask you what's your, um, what's your upcoming, have you shown your next season line? Is that what, is that like a, I'm not very good at fashion questions, <laughs> phrasing them correctly, but what's coming up for Radu Luck? What's the inspiration? So, I just finished, so you need to understand that I, I what I'm selling now, it's gonna go get into the stores. So now I'm selling spring summer 2020. So one year, we're just one year behind. So I always I'm selling. So this means that I've been drawing this for the last six months. Uh, so it's about um, I start drawing like one and a half year before it actually lands in the stores, like the collection okay. itself. So I just finished doing. Japan and the Edia period, huh, okay. which is which is the one, and it, I think, and it's been so far. Reaction's been amazing. We haven't actually launched it properly yet, and it's going to be September real launch. But we had a pre-spring in New York, a pre-season in New York, and it was it went extremely well. People reacted very well. I mean, our clients, we had new clients. It was the reaction's been good, and we're going to Miami now to sell it in Miami, and so it's going well. So for about winter 2020, I have no idea. I have to literally start doing it now. But I'm busy now doing another project for my Japanese friends. They want some, some others cards because they're very happy with the first result. And so now that they want me to develop other things for them, uh, other things. So I'm trying to work on that, trying to come up with ideas uh, for them to do. And as soon as I'm done with that, I'm going to start um, uh, doing... Uh, the new collection, which I have no idea. My idea, which is vague so far, uh, until until really wants me to go back to Italy, like talk about Italy more. And to me, I'm afraid it, it sounds too much too much postcard and Dolce Gabbana kind of thing, and I don't want to do that. I like I like the way we, we you know, we just talk about the world. 
about what we like, where we go, and so far we're not. But I think she's kind of she has a point. So I I was thinking of doing um, I was thinking of doing Italy through the eyes of Napoleon. Ah. So starting with Elba, when Napoleon was sent in in um, um, exile, mm-hmm. so he was exiled in Elba, which is this island and and uh, out of out of the coast of Tuscany. And where in eight months he had built a, a huge villa for him, which is amazing, still there. This and with all the end of Napoleon, and it's like a Greek temple. It's beautiful, and he has other few things. And yeah, there's a lot of houses, um, like stately homes around the country. They have had like a lot of restoration due to Napo- you know, because of Napoleon mm-hmm. and with Napoleon style. So that then it can actually go spread around. So I thought that was just like a little compromise. So it's not really italy but it's 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 italy but like a, a part of what i mean um, and what and you know like the colors and you know there's a lot of like it, it actually the idea came from the residence of the german ambassador in paris because i love the it's got all these paintings on the walls and so, and the and the boiserie and everything there's like this uh, cobalt blue and, and it's be- it's beautiful it's just gold blue and white and and uh, so I thought, oh, I like that. I like the combination of the colors. So it actually started from Paris more than than from Italy. But so that's one possibility. But I I need to kind of sit down and do it. I like that idea. I love the. I mean, I I love kind of tracing the the history of Napoleon in Rome in particular. I find that fascinating. I don't know. I, I love that overlapping period, or like going to Parma and seeing the. Oh, I love Parma, and I love Piacenza too. So it's just. Yeah. It, no, no, I do. Yes, I mean it's. I, I, that's a good. That's a good way to. That's a good way to not necessarily take. You know, invest in the postcard image of Italy, uh, but say, okay, here's another perspective. Yeah. Now I, I have a question because I know that um, I think you guys have both lived in a bunch of different places. But um, Antea mentioned at one point you lived in Milan. Being a fashion design company, I was surprised that um, that you are based in Rome. Can I ask what the motivation was for being here? Money. <laughs> no, in a sense that, uh, no, I'm just kidding. I mean, it, it is in a sense that, um, uh, it it would just happen. We we had we we had to choose a place to stay. We didn't have. We were just we wanted. We knew we wanted to go away from Sicily, and until and we didn't really know. It, it made no difference for us. We didn't have a job back then. We didn't have a company, so it made no. We didn't know what we were doing with our lives, and we had kids. And um, and Tess Grandma, who passed away, unfortunately, at the beginning of the month, uh, um, was also you know, Antea and her grandma didn't know each other very well through during the, her life, and they became very very close the the last few years, and and uh, and you know one day, out of the blue, Grandma uh, said, I, I, that she would leave Antea her house once she was gone. Which was that totally unexpected, and was very nice. Uh, and she said, "As long as you live here, as I, as long I don't want you to get the house and set it back or leave it empty. I want you kind of to, to live in the house." So when we were choosing a place to stay, and we felt very grateful for that, and we said, "Well, you know, she's old and she's doing the, she's given up something so it's beautiful what she's doing for us." So, you know, we thought, you know, might as well go live in Rome, which is a beautiful place we like so much, so we can be close to her. And on a, a one one day, because she was very old, she, was, she, she passed away in 98 years old. Oh, wow. So when this happened, she was already like 95, 90, 94. So we just like, she was old, so we knew it was a matter of time. And, you know, we said, well, it would be nice to spend like the, the last years of her life to, close to her and be helpful. And also because once she's gone, we will be on honoring. If we have to go there, live anyway, we might as well have started our lives with the schools and the kids. It literally happened for that reason. And you guys had never lived in Rome before. No, it was just random. It was totally random. Wow. So how do, you, how do you like living here? Uh, I love it. But about fashion, there's something I want to say. Because like, um, so um, Rome is a weird place in the, in, in the terms. People think like, Milan is fashion, which is true. It is so true. But then when you think about it, um, the coolest Italian companies in fashion right now, what are they? Fendi, Gucci, Valentino, 
Bulgari, and they're all in Rome. Like, these four names just named are just, like, huge. Yes, then there's Dolce Gabbana and Armani and others, but, like, these four names are really big right now. All over the... Gucci in particular, all over the world, like, huge. And they're all in Rome. So it's not as if it was just, like, a random place that you just, like, come here. And I believe in endorsement because I believe that... And I, it doesn't happen as much, but I believe that in a way to country, I, I believe especially big brands should be more like helping brands like her, the, like us to, to grow. Not because, because there's no competition. We're not, com you know, we are no competition and it also helps the market and it helps and so forth. And I must say that being in Rome, it's, um, it's kind of a strange thing that I always found out about life in general. Like if I were in New York, no one would notice me. Because it'd be so, not because I'm not good, but because it's like, there's too much. Like, there's too much. Like, in Rome, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm kind of like, there's me, yeah, and there's a few other people. But it's just like, it's it's actually, it, shit happens. And and one of the things that happened was that, and I'm very grateful for that. Like, uh, and it was very unexpected. There's this very nice woman called Simonetta Gianfelici. You should actually interview her. Check her out. She's she she's a former top model. She was a beautiful woman, uh, not only outside but inside. And she's I think she's she's retired from the runway for a long time, and she's now taking care of trying to relaunch Alta Roma, which is Rome, Roman Fashion Week, which was big one 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 time in the in once, and she she picked us and other five brands i think or four or five brands and they sponsoring our first runway show which oh. is kind of good it's going to be on su on sunday next next week so like ten yeah they're going to they're going to have this event where they're going to have a runway show for five brands with eight uh outfits each brand you know runways are expensive and they paint for everything and they just and they selected us uh, which is very nice. I mean, it's not New York. I mean, it's not Paris. It's not Milan, but it's they're doing a great job. And you know, and they're uh, as I said, they're big brands here. They're 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 real people from the business that come to Rome, and uh, so I'm very excited about it and very grateful. Well, I'm looking forward to that. So that's Alta Roma. That would be probably like the ninth of July. Seventh. Oh, the seventh. Good. I'll be here. Yeah. I'll come. Yeah, definitely. I would, I would definitely. Where where are they doing it? Do you? I don't even ask. I'm not going to ask you just yet. I'm going to Google it because you know what? I love Googling. Um, I mean, and it's a secret. No, no it's no, not. <laughs> no, it's not a secret. Just I don't know. And I'm so ashamed of myself. Well, but, no, but I mean, I, I think in the past few weeks, what were you telling me? You've been in, you were in New York. You were in no, PT Walmart. You've been there everywhere. Is a, there's a place that I haven't addressed. I just wouldn't be able to tell it that way. I'm That's so, okay. I'm I don't so even bad. know my own address at this point. No, I mean, I don't mean to, to be honest. No, no, so that's, so actually it's good. Um, and I love living in Rome for many, you know, life in Rome, raising kids is amazing. <laughs> yeah, just be, and our house has become our showroom and has become the place where people come and want to, and you know, can feel welcome to. The nexus of it all. I mean, that's, it's always been my way. Like, I, I think, like, to me, food has always been a big deal. Like, and that's why, again, uh, you know, it's um, like food has been a really big deal. And to me, uh, I love cooking. And to me, having people over, cook for people, make, um, make um, you know, make people feel welcome. I like vices so much. I like people to feel like they can come here. You know, every every time I throw dinners, I don't smoke, but I have cigarettes all over the house. I saw you them can, right can, there. I love vices too, I have to say. You can smoke in the house. You can. I want people to come here and feel, God, I want to relax. It's it's not a house. Like, I, if you see the house, like, I, and especially people like, oh, but your children, the house is packed with stuff. They're just going to, you know, poor things. I mean, my children have literally half of the house. And Tara and I, the, this house is built to have one bedroom for the ch children and one bedroom for the adults and then there was a bedroom for the nanny or whatever for the help which is very very tiny we don't have help staying over so we and until i went to sleep in the in in the room for the help that was that was meant so we lived in a tiny yeah. space and left half of the house to the kids so they could have their own space and made it especially for them like nursery kind of space and it's huge it's like half of the house but the rest of the half of the house 
it's adult time. Adult time. Like, it's just like, you're not, you're not messing with us. Like, there's a lot of stuff. There's cigarettes everywhere. There's alcohol everywhere. You can come here, relax, enjoy. And that's like, to me, just like, it's, it's what it is. And people come here and have good, that's people have come at a good time. And what once, one thing was crazy that happened recently, just like a friend of ours was very, um, who's, who's, who's actually a fellow journalist, um, Marella Caracciolo, who writes for the World of Interiors. She, she, we, 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 it was actually happened very random. We, we ring her up one day, say, Marella, do come for dinner. We'd like you to come. She had never been before. And we, we had, we don't, we haven't, we don't know her for a long time. And she said, well, I actually have a guest. I think, I think it could work. Can I bring him along? Two guests. And one was a, very, a young photographer called Guido Taroni, who's, who's very successful. He's growing to be a very successful photographer. I think he already is very successful. And he does pictures from, from, um, from quite um, all around. And the and the other guy was Amish Bowles. Oh wow! Who, who's the who works? Um, and and I I I had met Amish before, and I uh, at a party in Turkey. Of all like, places. Of all places, like okay, uh, and I and I remember walking. Thank God he had forgotten it because I, I was very like kind of you know when like you kind of kind of go oh this is the VIP let's go talk to him like and I was fangirling. I, yeah, yeah fangirling. <laughs> and I was like I was totally drunk and I was like up to him and says. And I was like, hey, this is, and I was like, okay. And I was like, he was, he's very kind, he's very nice. And I was like, I didn't know what to say. I said, so what do you think of all couture? Isn't it over? And it's like, no. And they're like, yeah, but you think, who wears the gowns nowadays? I was like making it worse. And I had this conversation about all couture. I think it was, it was over for me. It was gone. And I was like, okay, not, not happening. Thank God. I think it was either very polite or forgot completely that he had, he had the conversation with me. Anyway, so he came over. And that's what I said was so special about Rome, because I think, to be, to be honest, I, I don't think we were just like the specialty. We would have been, you know, it was just because, I guess in Rome, it was a nice, it would be okay for, to, for him to come here. It was, it was interesting. And he took a picture of the, our dining room and say, Roman charm, and posted it on his profile and, on Instagram. Instagram, yeah. Which is like, thought of so many people. And, we, and, and you don't know how many people reached out to us after that. And just like crazy how this world works and it's just like it's literally crazy but that's how that's kind of like what i love about rome because everybody comes to rome eventually and i'm not saying everybody comes from then i have to come to our house i mean but i i, I kind of yeah we're not so everybody's invited yeah, 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 just right by piazza navona just form a line yeah i mean that's you know it's um... so for the people who can't make it quite to this address can i ask you to if you have if you were to have two suggestions, it can be an art museum, it can be a cafe, it can be a restaurant, it can be a bar. Where should they go in Rome? What are what? your two kind of go-to places in Rome? Oh my God. It can be 30 places, but we can narrow it down. And I was trying to get to... <laughs> it's tough, right? No, no, I was trying... 30, I... Oh, you were trying to go from one to two. No, from zero to two. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where do I go? Because I don't go out. I was like, I'm always like... To me, Rome is like this kind of like... It's just this, this apartment. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, to me, like, when people ask me, and I mean, Trastevere, which is central. To me, it's already out. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, it's across, it's across it's, the river. It's across the river. Like, to me, literally, the cent I mean, I just like... The city... Sometimes I actually take the car to go do... Stuff. It doesn't happen often, but it like in the city, like office, you know, whatever. And I said, "There's actually a place out here." Like, yeah, I went to the p p pediatrician like yesterday or two days ago, and it was like San Giovanni. I was like, "Wow, this is this is actual city." You know, just say, like this is like it's, it's twenty. Been... It's like twenty minutes away. <laughs> 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 no, but there are no. So let me let me just. I I want to say this right. Let me just think real quick. So. There is a restaurant I like very much, which is called Il Buco, oh. Piazza del Collegio Romano, ah. and it's it's a Tuscan place. It's always empty. You is see, it the one in the corner? Yeah, you see you see you see tourists go to up to the menu, read the menu, and and and, and flee, like go away, run away. Um, it's a very and the way the reason why I love it is that so there's certain things I love about place. I love very good service good food 
and, and no fuss about food. So is there something you need to know about me? You, that you have three rules for no, everything. No, <laughs> yeah. no, I, I don't know why I came with three, but yes, I guess I'm, I'm a maniac. So, um, so like, I, I hate when people talk about food. Like, food has to be good. It's, that's it. Like, when you go to a restaurant, and the waiter has to tell you... Or when the me- I hate reading menus. Like I, I'm ADD. I can't read a menu. I really can't. Just like tell me what's good and give it to me. But it has to be simple and it has to be very well made. That's that's how it works for me. But when they come and tell you all about the food, or the food is just like oh there's a sprinkle of that, there's some I don't know what or that is like that, and you just have you want a steak, but the steak has like I don't know sushi on top or whatever. I don't know. I want a bloody steak. That's all I want. You know, just something easy. And so, and they make the most amazing truffle spaghetti. Like, we're real oh. truffle. Like, unbelievably good. Don't eat the steak. Steak I'm not so great about, but, but that's what I was mentioning before. You know, you get, you get a New York cut, you don't go back. That's the problem. <laughs> you know, you, yeah, it's true. You're spoiled. It's, no, it's spoiled, but you go to New York Steakhouse, it's, it's, you're done. Like, you were talking about Houston barbecue, you're done. You don't, you're not eating meat anywhere else. You know, fuck the Fiorentina, it's not true. <laughs> you know, but, All right, so now we've gotten one. So you book it definitely just to go have truffle spaghetti, best in the world. And you just have to enjoy a place which is not too fancy, old old school. Waiters come come there, they have the uniform with the little, you know, bow tie. And it's it, 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 it looks filthy. It's not filthy at all. It's very clean, but it looks filthy. It's, a, it's an old school place. And there's no one there because no one wants to go there anymore. He hasn't got a fancy cuisine, but it's amazing. Okay. So... So, and you, it's enjoyable and they treat you well and they, and when someone comes in they're just like they're so they're so happy they're so happy because they're they like, were expecting li- literally when I go in it's just like and I like that I like you know, everybody make, makes fun of me because I have my favorite place in each city I go and I always go to the same place over and over and over so like and because I like to be recognized I do that in New York, I do like in Florence, I do like in Paris. Like when I travel for it, I always go to the same restaurant until they recognize me. It's Marco. And because then I know, and I'm like, yes, charge me more. Just make no be an hypocrite. Make me feel good about myself. You know, just like I don't care. People people say they want to know the truth. Like don't don't and I don't want to know the truth. Don't give me lies. I mean I don't I don't care. Just make me feel good about myself. That's like true, true, honestly. So that's definitely one place I like to go to. Um, I love Jolie for ice cream. Oh, so does my husband. Oh, yes. That's, he's well, his favorite. Cle- we always get in arguments, too. Yeah, I mean, your husband is a, is a clever man. Yeah, that's, that's a good place. <laughs> he to thinks go. he is. I'm sure, yeah. I mean, but Jolie is a good, it's a good place for ice cream. And that, that I like very much. Um, what I like doing in, in, in Rome. No, I mean, I, I like that. And, um... I mean, I, I like walking in Rome. I like. I think people should should definitely go to the Lungo Tevere. That's for sure. I've walked there, and I like more places. So like, I like the I like, but I don't ever know the names. Like, I like all this like um, churches on the Aventino. Oh, There's, like um. Yeah, this beautiful. But I don't know. I'm too bad to know the name. I, I know the names, but they're not coming to me because it's not San, Santa Seba. It's not that. I, I know. They're, they're like the really, really old ones. Yes. Those yes. kind of very, very, very old churches. That's... We'll have to ask. So I'll have to ask my husband, Darius, because he's an archaeologist. So yeah. he, he, he always takes me there. And it's, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I'm really showing off how much I know the city right now. <laughs> no, but look, I mean, to be honest. So, so can I tell you something very bad about me? So there's a museum across the road, literally across the road. I get out of my building, in front of in front of you there's a museum called Museo Baracco, I think. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I've actually been in there. You've been? Is it is it as good as they say? Yeah, it's I mean it's a very particular collection. My husband loves it and it's one of those museums that's open like only in the mornings and it's completely free. And it's got some good Egyptian and Greek and you've never been in it. <laughs> never been in it. So <laughs> I tell you the story. I was in New York like a week ago. So I have this friend Jacob, that works for a very posh gallery on the Upper East Side. They have a townhouse. It's like a private gallery. And they, they sell a lot of archaeological pieces. So he said, why don't you come over to the gallery and have a drink? I was like, mm, actually, I'm wearing my Lululemon trousers. I'm not sure I'm in the right crowd for me. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I don't care. Come in. So we, I go inside and I have like two clients and the, uh, and the, one of the, uh, the partners of the gallery. And I was like, okay, this is not going well. And anyway, they give me, they're very nice. They give me a, some drink. And they just start talking like, they just, they, they, I can't even 
quote one thing they said. It was about something Sumeric. I don't know what they said. It talked for like three hours. I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, oh, interesting. Oh, oh, God, of course. Oh, oh, that's so interesting. Oh, amazing. I don't know what they said. Whatever the fuck they're talking about. Anyway, after three hours of talking, there's like, oh, you live in Rome? Oh, you live in Bata? Oh, uh, but, 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 you, oh, oh Maracas is my favorite museum. Don't you go there every morning? I was like, yeah, of course I do. My coffee like, there. I mean, it's, I mean, I can't have my coffee without it. Like, I go there and... Uh, of course, of course. And I was like, oh, the fuck. And I was like, I said, oh, and then, and then I said, actually, you know what? You know, it's been, it's been under restoration for 10 years. It's been, it's been closed. But I was still asking, no, I'm sure you were wrong. No, 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 no. Like the government. We yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe they opened it for you. Well, I'm sure. Anyway, so I said, and so they say that's amazing. Um, and I will go there. You can go with my husband. He'll take you. Oh, uh, that'd be lovely. Because, because they, loves as long as it doesn't, talk all that crap about Sumeric shit because and I, he's, he does, he's, he's a Romanist he'll, he'll just point it out and go well, and then he'll go the Romans okay. that's what he does he'll do this I mean actually that's horrible because a lot of people know him and they know he doesn't talk like that but my imitation is because <laughs> he's, he's the kind of guy that looks at everything and he's like oh but that's Roman and it's all it's, it's the end all be all for him yeah. Well, listen. I had a wonderful conversation no, me with too. you. Sorry, sorry. I mean, I, I hope I hope I didn't oh, spoil please. it for you. This no, this is this is wonderful, and I'm so excited that you've never been to the Baraco Museum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that tells you how how hard we work on our fabrics and uh, how you, deep we go into. You guys research. are just focus, focus, focus. Why would I go to the Baraco when I can read read it up on Wikipedia? Exactly. It's that's, just like that's, let, what, we, let, that's what we tell our know, kids. Just yeah, I mean, just don't experience. Don't just, experience. Just like go on the web. <laughs> Just, it's all there. It's, you know, save us money and time. <laughs> well, everybody, I want you guys to take a look at Radulac, uh, R-O-I-D-U-L-A-C dot com. I'm going to share that in the in the sub information. Um, Marco is wonderful speaking with you. And I hope Thanks you guys so have a great summer. And I can't wait to see the, um, the Spilata next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ciao Bella. You can find all my episodes on iTunes, and if you have time, subscribe, rate, and let me know your thoughts on the podcast. You can also be part of the podcast by donating. Find Ciao Bella on Patreon.com, where with as little as $1, you get behind-the-scenes photos and videos as I travel all throughout Italy. To learn more about me and my work, go to my website, ericafirpo.com, and follow my Italy adventures on Instagram at ericafirpo. Ciao Bella! And a very big thank you and hug to Massimiliano Yonta and Dis to Dis Studios, the producers of Ciao Bella who continue to make me sound and feel great.